have Dennis Schroeder on the line. Dennis, man, how you doing? You all right? I'm good. I'm good. Just came uh, out of practice. I'm back home now. Yeah, the Darko, uh, was it a long practice? Did he, did he have a lot to address from the first half yesterday? What happened? Uh, we got the W, so that's uh, the most important. Um, but we had a meeting, uh, MBPA meeting, so that's the okay. reason why it took a little bit longer. No, it's all good. It's Garrett all good. Temple Day. It is the MBPA meeting. Yeah, very knowledgeable dude, Garrett Temple. Um, okay, I wanted to ask you guys. Okay, so the comeback yesterday was awesome, obviously, right? And you were on the floor for that comeback. You guys were down 23. You guys finished the game on a 22-1 to run. Um, defensively, it seemed like you guys were really locked in, really in the zone. What did it feel like to be in that game when you guys saw that you guys obviously were kind of lethargic in the first half, but second half, especially fourth quarter, you guys were so locked in defensively. So how did that feel like in the game? I mean, it felt great. Um, I think the, you know, the fans, uh, they were, got into it as well. Um, when we started making that run, um, it was great. I mean, played with a lot of energy. Scotty Barnes picking up full court, you know, uh, Malachi Flynn, we played together for the first time this season. Uh, he did a great job, you know, bringing the energy and Chris Boucher as well. Um, everybody who came on the court, you know, um, helped us get in that W, but, uh, First half was uh, ugly, but um, the second half was uh, pretty impressive. And if we put games together like that for 36 minutes to 48 minutes, we really tough to beat. So um, uh, it was a great comeback, and we needed that win for sure. Dennis, on the uh, the go-ahead basket where Pascal scores to finally put you guys ahead, it looked from our vantage point like maybe there was some communication. You were signaling a lot with your hands. Pascal and Scotty kind of had a, a conversation on the weak side. W did you guys get off the play you intended to? What happened there on that final possession? Obviously worked out well. Yeah, last possession. I mean, uh, Jordan Poole is a great, you know, um, offensive player, but on a defensive end, I think you can attack a little bit and uh he was on me and uh, i gave the ball to uh, pascal and just set a screen um they were switching a lot so he had the you know the matchup we wanted and um you know he took it to the basket took like a little uh midi um to put us uh up to um i mean there was there was the play what we you know we wanted and uh we lived with it yeah um pascal obviously had a great game Last night, 39 points. Um, you know, obviously, we know what he can do in this league. He's a two-time All-Star. Um, you know, I, I guess he did start the season a little bit slowly with the scoring. Um, what kind of conversations did you have with him as the point guard? What kind of conversations were had around the team with Pascal to sort of get him back to that level of scoring where we see he can get 30-plus um, with some regularity? Um. I mean, it's just, you know, the system, um, what coach brings. I think the system of everybody is just touching it, you know, and uh, we move in and um, bringing the ball up fast. Um, I think it's um, making him or making the job for him uh, to score a little bit easier because uh, I can bring it up fast or Scotty and, um, you know, and, we love the matchups, you know. We, I think that was the Dallas game where he had a great matchup and um, he was really aggressive within the system. And I think when he do that, um, we really tough to beat. And uh, of course, um, one on ones happens, and we need that as well. But I think um, how we've been playing the last couple of games, um, uh, it's heading into the right direction, and um, it's great for him as well. Yeah. Uh, I want to ask about your game because, uh, you know, the last two, I think, you know, have been 
you know, a bit of a struggle. Obviously, the Celtics game was bad kind of just all around. And then yesterday, it was very unlike you, going one for 12. When you go back and look at the film and even just how you felt on the court, like, what do you think kind of led to some of those performances where you obviously started the season at a really high level, but the last two have sort of been below that? Uh, for me, it's uh, it don't matter if I, you know, um, have a bad game. If you still win the game, that's what, what matters. Uh, I'm not a guy who follows stats or who, you know, um, in his, uh, what would I say, uh, in his uh, personal, you know, um, individual uh, work. Um, I'm a guy who, you know, wants the team to win. And, um, you know, um, it's not all about scoring as well. You know, defensively, how we picked it up um, and uh, what we brought to the table to win this game, um, I think was more important. So for me um, to have, uh, I think, four points at the end uh, don't really matter because we won the game. So um, against uh, the Celtics was bad because uh, the Celtics, uh, we didn't have the energy, was tired, and that's completely on us. Um, and uh, yeah, we got to do a better job just being, you know, engaged uh, from the start of the game to the end of the game. Dennis, with respect to that Celtics game, uh, you guys obviously took a, a little bit of issue with Joe Mazzulla calling that challenge late. Um, is that just kind of a, an unwritten respect rule thing? What was that conversation like when, with you and Darko uh, near the Celtics uh, bench at the end of that game? I think it's just, I mean, it's uh, just disrespectful. You know, um, you up 30. And, I mean, it's the same thing when you up 30 and uh, it's 10 seconds on the clock, you up 30, you're not shooting that last shot. It's just, you know, um, being a good sportsman and, um, you know, just make sure that uh, everything is just played by the, you know, by the rules, kind of. And uh, I, I didn't appreciate it. Uh, me and Joe had a great relationship, you know, even before when I got to, to Boston. He was the assistant back then and a uh, great relationship, but that's, that's, um, that's not him. Um, and I think that's, uh, that was a mistake and he shouldn't, uh, you know, um, call the timeout to challenge it. But at the end of the day, everybody makes mistakes. Um, nobody's perfect. Um, I don't know if he sees it as a mistake or not, but I felt uh, disrespected. And um, I'm going to say something about it when somebody disrespect me and, um, I mean, that's how I've been my whole life, you know, so. Um, but at the end of the day, um, we got a, you know, great chance to come back on uh, Wednesday, tomorrow and on Friday to see them again in the uh, in-season tournament. And um, I mean, what you uh, you can't ask for uh, a better, you know, a better chance to get back at them. Yeah, no, we're, we're looking forward to that as well. Uh, hey, you mentioned earlier that uh, yesterday for the fourth quarter was the first time you and Malachi Flynn were able to share the floor together. Um, and I think part of that was because Washington went small as well. But, um, you know, I feel like we ask you every week, but it seems like Darko is really giving a lot of confidence to Malachi. And, and I guess we want your thoughts on sort of how he's grown in his game. We saw yesterday him locking up guys like Denny Abdiel. We're trying to go one-on-one against him, try to ISO against him. You guys brought the help, but also he did a really great job defending what kind of growth are you seeing from Malachi week in, week out? Oh, he's, he's, he's doing a great job. I think um, just getting, you know, really confident in his, uh, in his role. Um, like I said last week, uh, I, I didn't think he had, you know, a lot of with him uh, the last couple of years. Um, he didn't know if he played or if he not playing. And um, I mean, that you lose on confidence a little bit. 
But right now, you know, he's he's playing every single game and he's ready, you know, to take that challenge. Uh, it took a little bit, but now he's really in that role where he picks up full court, brings the energy, you know, controls the offense. And on the defensive end last uh, last night was um, outstanding, you know, uh, putting pressure um, on the second guard, you know, who tried to bring it up. And um, I mean, right now he's um, doing a great, great job in his, uh, in his backup role for sure. Today at practice, Coach Darko said that you have been instrumental for Malachi Flynn. Um, what have you been able to do for him? I know earlier in your career, you went through some of the same things with, you know, bench roll and the minutes maybe being sporadic. Is it just that experience? How have you been able to help Malachi? I mean, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a guy who tried to, you know, um, help his people, help his teammates um, and love to see uh, people like AR last year, for example, Austin Reeves, you know, to make strides like that, to get a big contract. And um, I love to, you know, see my teammates happy when they, you know, um, get, you know, paid or get minutes on the court. And uh, Malika, you know, he's um, really listening to um, what I'm telling him every single day. And um, it's a two-way street. Of course, he can come to me when he sees something, oh, Dennis, you, you know, got to do a better job of this. But um, I mean, he's really, uh, really embracing it and um, learning every single day, asking me questions. And uh, for me, I had Jeff Teague um, beginning of my career. Um, he did the same thing for me. And I think that's what it's all about, you know, being a great vet, being a great human being, helping everybody in that locker room just to be, you know, um, at their best. And I think, uh, I mean, I've been I've been doing it. Um, but I mean, for Malachi, I think it's just, uh, being us here and make sure, you know, he got that confidence and, um, that he couldn't go out there and, uh, change the game for us. That's awesome, man. I'm, I'm happy Jeff T did that for you too. But by the way, Jeff T's yep. got a great podcast these days. I don't know if you've heard some of the I Jeff heard. T podcast, but, uh, I've seen a, a lot of, you know, Instagram, uh, wheels, uh, about yeah. it. <laughs> you know, it's funny cause Jeff T every once, every time he talks about a story, he's always like. Man, I was so trash, but the other guy lit me up for 40. I'm like, yo, Jeff, Jeff, you were a really good player. Like, you know? So yeah, he was nice. He was nice. Yeah. He yeah. was really nice. Yeah. Well, well, since we're on the topic of, um, you know, development and things like that, I I've been wanting to ask you for a couple of weeks uh, just about your specific journey, right? Because you come out, um, I looked up your hometown. I think it was like 250K people. It's like three hours from um, Munich or Berlin, one of those two cities, I think in the north. Uh, and it's just not, you know, what you would expect for players to come out of there from NBA players. And then I read a story uh, that was on Yahoo Sports uh, by Oren Weisfeld, and he he wrote about how you were discovered playing street ball at the age of nine. So can you tell us that story about, A, I guess, like your introduction to basketball and, and how you actually got, you know, introduced to the development system in basketball? Yeah, I mean, I, I was a big skater, um, and we had uh, Prinzenpark, it's called, uh, back in my hometown. It was like a skating, you know, skate park, and on the left, like on the side a little bit, was like two hoops, like just a normal court, basketball court, and every single time when I didn't, you know, didn't want to skate, I went to the basketball court and shot some, you know, some... Uh, um, shoot some hoops, um, play two and two, three on three, you know, just to mess around uh, with my with my friends. And um, one day, I mean, my mentor and he's like my like my second dad, I call him, um, Livio Kalin. He's um, uh, I mean, he been through that whole 
you know, uh, from year, I think, 12 to now, you know, we've been working out um, together and um, he was like a mentor to me. And he found me in the park and he was like, yo, listen, you got some skill. And um, I'm pretty sure that you, you know, you can become something in basketball. Um, and for me, it was like, I'm I'm a skater, you know, I skate, I play soccer, uh, did ping pong. Um, and... Uh, yeah, uh, the second time I seen him uh, was nearby my house. Uh, it was raining, so every single time when it was raining, we was under a parking lot. So, you know, we can just skate and everything is... Um, so it's not wet and uh, we can just, you know, play horse there with uh, with our friends. And then he came there and he was like, yo, listen, uh, I told you like three weeks ago that you should come to practice and um, um, and, you know, just try it out. And he was like, yo, listen, I'm going to take you now. And mm -hmm. gave me all the, you know, like all the stuff uh, to work out in, gave me new shoes. And I was like, oh, this is uh, pretty nice. And um, then I did my first uh, workout, first practice with them. And then uh, I stuck with them, you know, and I uh, believed in them, trusted him, and uh, it paid off. Wow, that is a, that's a really great story. And I I'm happy to hear that you guys are so, so close. Um I know I was also reading in that piece that Oren wrote where there was one drill that he put you through where you might have been in tears because of how difficult it was. Um, I don't know if you remember yeah. this drill or not or if you were actually in tears, but, you know, what kind of, like, training, I guess, did he kind of put you through? I mean, I, I just love coaches who keeps uh, people accountable. It don't matter. Okay. Like Darko, for um, example, same way, right? Kind of, yeah. But he was a little more old school. Um, okay. You know, the old school coaches uh, in, in Europe, is, uh, it's a little different. Darko knows about that, but in the league, it's kind of okay. kind of tough uh, <laughs> to to bring it to the players. Um, so, hold on one second. I'm on the phone, yeah? That's my little one. Hey, what's up? What's up? What's up? <laughs> Does he want to say uh, hi? Hi. Say hi, dear. Hi. Hello. Hey. I'll be right back, okay? Can you close it? Can you help with this? Yeah, ask mommy, please. Mommy, no, Ian. All right, I'll be back. Um, and I think uh, he's just um, a coach who keeps people accountable, makes sure that, you know, um, the best players doing the dirty work as well. And, um... I mean, the practices, I remember, was two times a day mm. uh, with tape. Um, he didn't really, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, it was hard practices. And that one you mentioned, uh, I remember, like it was yesterday, it was one-on-one um, uh, -on -one drill. And uh, it was four or five people spread out on the three-point line. And he just passed it. You know, I don't see where the uh, ball goes to. And he just passed it, and I got to close out. Mm. And I think I was in that in that drill probably like twenty five minutes. Damn, I couldn't I couldn't I couldn't get a stop, you know, because <laughs> I didn't know where the ball goes. And then they had one step in front of me or one step ahead of me, and I couldn't react. And um, then one of my good friends he stepped in. He was like, "Yo, I got you. Don't worry about it. Like, you know, take a break." And the coach said, "No, he got to do it until he wow. gets them stops." And uh, I was really young at the time, and I was, you know, in tears after. And um, then he came to me. He was like, listen, like, you're going to be successful because you never quit it. You know, like, you just mm -hmm. stay with it and um, got it done until you uh, until you got it. And, um, I mean, we're still laughing about these stories because, I mean, now, you know, it's uh, 
I can't laugh about it, but uh, it got me um, to where I am right now. Yeah, you made it. Well, I mean, I guess my last question on this, because we could have more conversations. I want to ask you more, but I don't want to take up all your time. Um, are you guys still in contact? Like, you guys still, you know, keep track and, and keep keep in touch and all that kind of stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we still, I mean, not every single day, but he is, um, you know, uh, we be on calls, texting. Um, he's involved in my team I own in uh, Braunschweig. Oh, nice. um, He's like the assistant coach, uh, the third assistant, because he want to step down. Um, but I mean, I bought the club uh, for him as well because wow. uh, they wanted to buy him uh, back in the day. And <laughs> um, yeah, it well, got a little complicated, but um, I bought the, the club for him. And um, he means a lot, you know, to me and my family. That's a baller move, man. Dennis, you take <laughs> care of your people. Uh, and I appreciate you. All right, we'll, we'll, we'll chat with you next week. Yes, thank you. Appreciate it.